Well, good morning and welcome everyone. This is the first episode, the first video recording, first class of the new series I'm doing on serving real estate investors. The kind of title of this particular class is Attracting and Serving Real Estate Investor Clients for Real Estate Agents and Lenders, not really limited to agents and lenders, accountants and hard money lenders and title reps and you know, anyone who really caters to trying to serve and add value to real estate investors is who we're focused on. I am your host, James Orr, and this is intended to be a series of classes, webinars, uh, podcast episodes, really discussions, and ideally with input from you on how to better cater to and serve and attract and do a better job being a advisor of some sort, a, a service provider of some sort to real estate investor clients. So welcome. I'm intending to keep these webinars relatively short. I'm, I'm trying to target 15 to 25 minutes, and I'm intending to break them down into very specific topics. For example, I think tomorrow I plan on talking about all the different types of real estate investors we can cater to. Um, so this is really intended to be like the intro kind of webinar to tell you what you can expect moving forward. And uh, I will do this at least through Q2. I'm going to do it as a test. We're going to see how uh, it goes from there. We'll see how much traction we get, how much I enjoy doing it, and uh, how much value we can add to ultimately real estate investors. Although by adding to the real estate investor kind of like end goal, we're really helping agents and lenders and the other service providers really learn how to add value to them. So what we'll primarily be focused on is the why behind focusing in on real estate investor stuff, how to start doing real estate investor stuff, which I'll get into here, and then how to run it while it's up. And uh, really what I'm talking about is why form a real estate investor club or a group or a meetup, how to start a real estate investor club, group, or meetup, and how to run a real estate investor club, group, or meetup. And then why you should probably teach classes and hold networking events for real estate investors, how to start classes and run networking events, and then how to run classes and networking events for real estate investors. And then similarly, why you might want to start a podcast, how to start the podcast and how to run the podcast uh, focused on catering to helping real estate investors. And then a whole bunch of stuff on like why you should make your website cater to real estate investors, how to actually start the website, how to run the website, including stuff about SEO and then related stuff. You know, why start and run newsletter, books, spreadsheets, downloads, tools, like all the different things that you could think of that would cater to helping real estate investors. We're really going to focus in on those. And, and really the emphasis is going to be on adding value to your real estate investor clients so that they are attracted to you and they are then more likely to refer other people like them who are also real estate investors wanting to buy or sell properties or you know have their taxes done if you're an accountant or, or get loans or whatever your kind of like your service product, product is, but really catering to them and going above and beyond and offering things that are for them. The, the thought for me is, you know, there's, there's a commoditization going on where I think some of the population, not all the population, but some of the population believes that every real estate agent is interchangeable and that all they really do is unlock a door, show you a property, 
tell you how nice the carpets look, tell you how nice the cabinets in the kitchen look and say, oh, would you like to buy this house? I can fill in the blanks in the contract and you're, and that's all they do when they get paid, you know, whatever it is, $10,000 for doing that. And I think that's wrong. And I, and I think one of the things we want to do is we want to separate ourselves out. Uh, and, and by us, you know, I am a real estate broker. I've, I've had a real estate license. I'll kind of go through my history here in a second, probably. Um, but I've had a real estate license, although I am, I would say semi-retired at this point, and I'm probably going to hand in my real estate license toward the end of this year. I have a couple more things I need to do personally. I have one partnership that I need to sell a property for. And um, I might help one more client sell a property, but then I'm probably going to either turn in my license or at least put it inactive. So anyway, I'm talking to you about this from sort of a, how can we decommoditize? How can we set ourselves apart, make ourselves unique so that it's not just unlocking the door, which I know we're not doing, right? But, but the perception of the public is unlocking the door, saying, hey, how nice is the carpet? And, you know, writing up an order for them to actually get the, the property accepted, you know, to, to buy a property. And I think part of the way we combat that is we add value. We go above and beyond. We do things that the other typical real estate agents are not doing. We, we add value above and beyond what we're doing. And there's lots of different ways to add value. And, you know, serving real estate investors does not need to be the way that you add value. You know, there are folks that go out there and they cater to, you know, first-time home buyers where they really educate them about the process and they do a great job at that. There's uh, folks that focus in on, um, you know, people that are, I don't know, getting divorced or uh, probate stuff or, um, you know, there's lots of different niches out there for, real estate agents to focus on where they have expertise and they really niche down to that thing. I think one of the more interesting things about real estate investors, which we'll talk about in the series is just how many there are. It's, it's such a large group of folks out there. And they're also really, really good clients. I'll talk about this a lot in detail, but you know, the typical home buyer might be buying and selling a property every 10 years, according to the National Association of Realtors' latest stats. I think it's up around the 10-year point for uh, how long uh, the, the, a particular property owner stays in their property. So you might have you know, two transactions, a sell transactions and a buy transaction to replace the property they're moving out of every decade. We're a real estate investor, especially some of the ones that we're going to talk about catering to, uh, those guys could be buying properties every year. So they're, they're almost like at least five times more valuable than a typical client who is you know, only buying a property and selling a property every decade. So I don't know, we'll talk about a lot of these different things, but I think there's some really interesting things about catering to real estate investors. And then we'll talk about how to actually do that. You know, what real estate investors want, what are things that we can do in order to add value to their lives, to make their lives easier, to make us more valuable to them, to make us more referable to their friends and family and, and other kind of associates to kind of get them to continue to come back to us and continue to use us and, and just add value and, and be really valuable to them. And I think there's a lot of things we can do that we'll, we'll really focus on here. So really, it's going to be about focused on adding value to real estate investor clients and attracting them by the value that you add. And uh, you'll notice this isn't called like, you know, how to be a gazillionaire real estate agent that serves, you know, real estate investors. It's really about the act of service is being of value, doing things that increase value in a way that also just by its kind of like a side product of this, where you get this improvement in your ability to attract and cater to and um, you'll be able to do more transactions that way. So uh, uh, one last thing, and I'll kind of go through a really brief history of some of the things, where I'm coming from and why 
you know, you may want to listen to this. And, and if you don't, I totally get it. But if you ever miss the live webinar, and I really encourage you to come on live because I'm going to cater to your questions. And ideally, you come on with questions and we can go off on tangents and answer whatever you're struggling with right now to do this. Because I, I don't know, I wish I had people that were willing to share with me what was working, what was not working, why they're doing things certain ways, what is, uh, what's the best way to do things, at least in, in their opinion, not necessarily that's the only way. But ideally, you'll come on live and we'll be able to talk about this stuff. But if you missed the live webinar, please do watch the video on Substack. I'll put a link to that. It's uh, servingrealestateinvestors.com uh, or listen to the podcast while you're driving. I'm intending to make these short and I'm intending to put all of them on the podcast. Um, and everything right now, I intend to be free. So it's, it's going to be, you know, attend the live classes is free. Attending the uh, Substack or listening to the videos on the Substack is free and listening to podcasts is free. So ideally, attend live, bring your questions, and we'll try to do this together. Um, so... I'm going to try to go through this briefly. And I will tell you, I am a introvert. I'm uh, sensitive about sharing personal information. Uh, so this is just kind of vulnerable for me to kind of share some of this stuff, but I'll give you just a rundown of like some of the history I have as to why you might want to um, uh, can kind of continue listening or at least, you know, check out some of the stuff we've got here. So um, I did grow up in a kind of real estate related family. My father had a real estate license. He was the number one agent in his office at different periods of time, not, not continuously. Um, his niche was primarily uh, foreclosure properties. Uh, so he was catering to you know, people buying foreclosures, um, you know, some investors, but a lot of uh, like owner occupant type people. And his strategy was doing door to door flyers. So he'd get the list of all the foreclosure properties and he would, uh, you know, get the list really early in the morning, whenever it came out, I forget Monday or Tuesday or something like that. He'd get the list, he'd go around then and have us deliver us kids and, and him deliver like, you know, 200 flyers to the 200 homes around that particular foreclosure property. And he basically, you know, sell properties that way. That was his kind of niche of doing that. I think, even think my mother had a real estate license at one point. Um, so fast forward, I'm in college. You know, this is probably when I was in high school, my father was doing that. Fast forward in college, my uncle came to me and he's, he was a real estate agent in Florida at the time. And he was, uh, he was wanting me, this is probably 1998, 1999, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, he wanted me to build him a, a website, real estate agent website at the time. And so, uh, you know, I was a hungry college student. I had, a, I had one kid, I had, two, did I had two kids. I think I had one child at that point. My second child was born in 98. So this must've been either right around when my other child was born or, or right before that. I forget exactly. But anyway, my, uh, my uncle wanted me to go build a website. He was going to pay me some money to do it. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. It's kind of, I don't never built a website before, but I'll, I'll try to help you out and do what I can. So I built on this real estate agent website, relatively simple thing in retrospect, and uh, did a little SEO type work on it and you know, checked in with them about a month later. And I said, hey, so you know, how's the website doing? He's like, you know, between me and you, it's doing really, really well. I'm getting a, a few good leads per week. And so I talked to him for a little while longer and I hung up the phone. I'm like, wow, you know, real estate agent leads, um, you know, you get one of these things to close. It could be, you know, whatever it was, $5,000 at the time. And I was like, you know, that's, that's pretty good value for someone doing that. Why don't I go, you know, I think I was working at a test preparation company at the time um, while I was in college. It's like, why, why don't I go ahead and build these websites and, and sell them to real estate agents? You know, I was a very shy kid, still am pretty shy, but um so I started building these real estate agent websites and I, I, I was more about building them than selling them. So I was like, you know, I'll sell them and I'll have them made so that when a real estate agent comes, I can show them, hey, look, this is the website I built for your city. You can kind of come in here and ideally I do a little SEO magic at the time. And, you know, they were indexed in search engines and maybe they were even getting a lead or two by the time, uh, you know, they're up there, kind of close the gap for them to do that. So I started building these things and I ended up building 
ended up getting tired of building one at a time. So I stepped back and I wrote software that would go build basically a replica website with some variation on it, the city name. And, you know, if you're interested in buying a house and insert city name and whatever else we did there. And so I built this software that would allow us to go build these websites in advance, but I but wrote software to actually build the website. So I didn't have to go buy, I'd have to go build the websites individually. So I built up this whole software package and I'd add to my list of different cities that we had. And eventually I got to the point where I was doing like really, really small towns. Like we had a list of 30,000 US cities. And so I would use the software to go create all these cities. And I put them up on the web and I, I basically had on there, this website's for sale. But it was actually the website that looked functional. It looked like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a buyer looking to buy a property in wherever it is, Boise, Idaho, then you could go ahead and uh, fill out this form and, you know, we'll contact you as soon as possible. And it was, it was written like it was the real estate agent's website. And I had a spot on there for the real estate agent to add their name and their contact information, their license information and, and all that stuff. But something weird happened. And that was that we started getting actual buyer and seller inquiries on these websites that hadn't been sold. And so I was like, hey, uh, what should I do with these things? I called my uncle. We talked to my uncle for a little while. At first, he was like, hey, look, I'll, I'll help you with these, you know, because they're, they're worth some money and I can refer them to people. We can get a referral fee. And so we, we talked to him about that and he explained this whole thing to me. And so eventually I went and got my real estate license just so that I could do these referrals. And we were, we were getting, I don't know, I, th- I think at the peak, we were probably seeing 100 leads a day from uh, maybe a little bit more than that, actually. 100 leads a day, though, from all these websites that we made for, for real estate agents that were not selling. I mean, I was not selling the website to the real estate agent to do that. Um, and so this was back in, I don't know, probably 1999, somewhere in that ballpark. So um, so I really was doing that. I, I, I really was, I was more into the software side than the sales side. Definitely didn't like talking to people. Um, definitely introverted. Um, like some anxiety sort of stuff related to that. So instead of instead of expanding out and doing more to real estate stuff, I decided to take the software I was writing and I was going to do this for 1,200 different industries. So imagine for a minute that you you have this software that writes websites for an individual city. If you're looking for a real estate agent in Boise, Idaho, then you found the right place. You know, contact us about getting you know um, buying a house in Boise, and we can help you with that. So I started taking the same website idea, and I was like, if you're looking for a bankruptcy attorney or German shepherd breeder, or, you know, we had like 1200 different industries that we did this for times a whole bunch of different 30,000 cities. So I, I basically got really good at building software to do very large database driven websites um, on a variety of industries and stuff like that. And so had this little mini tech company going and we were trying to monetize in a whole bunch of different ways, including advertising and, and stuff like that. And eventually it got to the point where, you know, this little tech company was making some money. So I dropped out of college. This was around the 2000 when we were in the the big tech kind of bubble that, you know, the tech boom that we were seeing there. And everyone thought that they were going to make a million dollars, you know, uh, doing stuff on the internet. And so I I dropped out of college and, uh, and started doing this tech company and the tech company was making some money. And I started asking my father, you know, Hey, I'm I'm seeing some money with this tech company. You know, what, what should I invest in? And uh, my father's like, you know, real estate's always been really good to us. So I started looking at buying investment properties and started doing more and more real estate investing and less and less of the tech stuff. Um, and I liked the real estate investing stuff. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I started doing more of what was going on there. And we started doing real estate investing in our local marketplace. And this must have been, by the time, I, mean, I moved in there and I, um, I know I kind of was doing some stuff. So this is probably around... 
you know, 2002, 2003, and we were doing much more investing stuff. And people in my local marketplace kept saying to me, hey, James, what are you, what are you doing? I see you all over the place doing this real estate investing stuff. Can you sit down with me over lunch, you know, and, uh, and share with me what you're doing? And I'm relatively shy and I kind of like, you know, eating in peace, uh, my own lunch by myself. So, uh, you know, reading a little bit over lunch, kind of doing that, grabbing a burrito, kind of just reading. Um, so these kind of like people wanting to meet with lunch. I mean, I'm, I, I like people. I just, I, I don't know, I like my private time too. I'm, I'm introverted. I get recharged by being alone. I guess that's another way of saying it. Uh, if I go have lunch with somebody, I have to go take a nap afterward. Um, so anyway, I had these lunches and I found myself having the same conversations over and over again, basically teaching people what we were doing. And I was like, hey, let's, I was talking to my business partner at the time. I had a partner who was doing real estate investing with me. I was like, look, instead of doing these lunches, you know, this is, this is wearing me out. I'm having the same conversations over and over again. Why don't we just get together like once a month? And if somebody wants to know what we're doing, we'll invite them there and I'll just do show and tell and I'll show them what we're doing, you know, show them the marketing we're using, you know, what, what kind of calls we're getting, how I'm handling the calls, you know, how we're analyzing deals, like all that stuff that we were doing. And this was around 2003. And we started what basically became a local investor club. Um, and we started doing these really informal meetings at the local library. And, uh, you know, we, we had, I don't know, a really small email list of people saying, hey, we're going to get together this Tuesday and we're going to, or Wednesday night, I forget when it was. But we were just basically getting together and doing these little meetings where we were sharing what was happening there. So um, started doing that like once a month. Um, then around 2008 or so, I was doing much less of the technology stuff. And I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and focus less on quantity and more on quality. And so I decided to take a whole bunch of stuff down. And I really focused in on building like one series of websites. We picked the 300 top population cities in the US. And I really narrowed down my focus and built um, kind of websites based on that. And so what we were doing at that time, and the timing of it was horrible. This is 2008. And I decided to focus in on helping uh, real estate investors by doing deal analysis on deals in their marketplace. And then if they were interested in that deal, we would then put them in touch with either the real estate agent or the wholesaler uh, that could help them do that. We either collect the wholesale fee or uh, real estate agent referral fee by doing that. Um, and so timing of it was absolutely horrible. I mean, this is like basically the, the crash, the 2008 crash. And so it wasn't really good at all, but we were, uh, if you could argue, we were running like the largest wholesaling company in the U S we were in, you know, 300 markets, I think it was 280 markets at the time. And we were doing, you know, getting wholesale deals, analyzing the deals. I had this software written where we input all the metrics for doing deal analysis. And then we would walk a potential investor through all of the deal analysis as to why this was potentially a good deal for them. And if they were interested, they click on a button, fill out a form, and we'd then put them in touch with, you know, whoever the actual wholesaler was of the property, if it wasn't us directly, or the real estate agent and kind of collect fees that way. So uh, again, not the best timing. <laughs> so uh, it really did not do well. And at the time, my own real estate portfolio was not doing well. And also the, uh, the website was, was struggling a little bit. And so it started some events that eventually led to bankruptcy and some foreclosures and some stuff like that. Um, but around that time, you know, two, 2012 or so, by the time this kind of all came about, I was deciding, hey, look, you know, rather than do this website and really focus on going wide, why don't I just cater to simplify my life, cater to doing more of a very traditional local real estate brokerage business. I have a real estate license. I kind of like the investor niche, um, you know, kind of understand what's going on there. And so I really started looking at that. And at that time, I really doubled down on teaching investor classes 
and helping uh, folks buy properties locally doing that. And we we're sort of coming out of some of the craziness by that point, um, you know, the 2008 stuff. And I was, at first, I was catering to fix and flip real estate investors. Um, I had written some software over time that would analyze basically all the properties in the MLS and it would give us scores, basically a ranking of how likely that was to be a fix and flip property based on essentially doing comps with a bunch of other stuff kind of rolled in there uh, to determine undervalued properties um, in the MLS. And so it was a way for us to find deals. And so I was catering to fix and flip people, had a really bizarre business model, which I'm sure I'll talk about another time. It was, uh, it was a actual um, retainer model where investors would actually pay an upfront retainer and I would charge hourly against that retainer. When they eventually bought a property, I would credit whatever they paid to me already toward the commission that I was going to earn. Um, but basically that was the model. I, I, and if you wanted to be a client, you need to pay a retainer up front. Um, I eventually stopped doing that. It was just, uh, it was better for me to do other stuff, but that's really where we we're heading with that. So I think my bankruptcy was everything got finalized in 2013. That was a really hard reset for me. I'm very emotionally trying times, um, which I'm sure I'll talk about as we do more stuff. So was doing more traditional real estate brokerage at the time and I uh, was having lunch with a couple of friends and we were talking about this strategy that he was considering doing, which was buying a house as an owner occupant, living there for a year to kind of fulfill the obligations that the lender said of living in the property for a year and then converting that to a rental and repeating this process, putting, you know, three and a half percent down for FHA or 5% down for conventional and just kind of repeating this. And if, excuse me, let me drink some water. If you, uh, if you think about it, if you had a single 20% down payment, this is a way for you to buy four properties with the same 20% down payment. It takes a little bit of time to do it, but you know it's a really good way to do that. Uh, and we, we call this strategy the nomad strategy. And it ended up being like a, a huge game changer for our local marketplace. I ended up writing several books about it, um, read software about it, which ultimately became the real estate financial planner software. And really, it, it, it caught on with a lot of clients, and we started teaching a lot of classes about it. And I think, still think it's one of the best strategies uh, for helping people acquire rental properties. Um, so that happened around 2015, if I remember correctly. And so really just started growing all the different resources around that, teaching more classes about it, writing books about it, including it in the newsletter. Um, but, you know, we started publishing the class recordings to a podcast. I think that was in... If I remember correctly, probably about 2018 or so that we did that. And so, you know, kind of like did this whole thing. And then, you know, I kind of got burned out doing the actual brokerage stuff, especially in our marketplace where, you know, there were 20 offers on properties and you're being called out at seven o'clock at night to go look at property that just hit the market. And I, I don't know, that's just a hard fart for me. So in 2021, mid, mid-year 2021, I took sabbatical. And so that's kind of where we are. So the reason why we're talking about this attracting and serving real estate investor clients, real estate agents, is I'm going to help you learn about why you might want to start a real estate agent club or group or meetup, you know, teaching classes at that thing or having networking events and taking those classes and running the podcast and using websites and SEO and all those other things to do that. And, you know, creating the newsletter for real estate investors and all the different books and the spreadsheets and downloads and tools. And so all of the different kind of failing forward stuff that has brought us to this point, I'm hoping that I can help you, you know, do it in your own way, in your own local market to help you better serve real estate investors, 
um, educate them, add more value to their lives, and also attract those clients for you so that you can do more transactions and do it that way. So that's where we're coming from. I hope I didn't go too long over with this particular first class. And hopefully that gives you a little bit of background. There's a lot more detail and a lot more stuff we'll cover, but really it's going to be about you. I really want to focus in on how you as someone who is serving real estate investors can um, better add value to their lives, which will then add value to your life. And I think that that was a theme looking back. I mean, it seems so clear right now, but at the time it was not clear. But really anytime that I focused in on adding more value to the real estate investor clients, doing the things that would be most helpful for them, I think that that ended up being the best choice in the long run. Uh, and sometimes it took some time to do that, which we'll talk about. And the frustrations of you know growing, following, growing a group, kind of uh, learning how to market yourself and becoming known as the real estate investor focused um, agent or whatever you are in you know your marketplace. I think that those are all important. So we'll talk a lot more about this, but this has been James Orr for the rambling uh, inaugural edition of this attracting and serving real estate investor clients for real estate agents and lenders and other kind of professionals that are, that are serving them. Um, I hope that you will continue to join us for the next class and we will do these ideally daily, most work days, uh, for at least Q2, and then we'll reevaluate the end of Q2 and see where we go from there. So hopefully we'll get a little bit of following and uh, you guys will really like this. If it, if it doesn't, hey, we just kind of uh, did that for now. So that's all I got for you. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye for now.